Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. Now this week we've got a very provocative little title for you, one that you might want to label as clickbait, but it's not. It's actually a genuinely important conversation and we're going to tell you why YouTube is going to injure you. Uh, I'm laughing about this. Is it clickbait? Well, it, it, it sort of is, but as Tim said, it's an important topic and it's a, it's a, it's a, it could or maybe because ultimately you'll know that we've surpassed 100,000 on YouTube recently. We're on YouTube, so we're not saying like just a, a carte blanche YouTube is just going to injure you. And like, I mean, it might be that you're watching YouTube on your TV and your TV falls on you, and that's why it injured you. But we're not sort of talking about that. We're talking about um, the limitations of searching for sort of fixes and things um, from a. Uh, a video that doesn't potentially address some of the important needs around individualization, uh, programming, um, the difference of an actual some if you go and see, if you got an issue, see someone face to face, all those types of things that are important to uh, to, to considerate. And ultimately, this um, this episode has been born out of the fact that like we get a lot of questions from people. We care about how you are training and what you're doing with your body, and we want to sort of. Uh, shed a bit of light and give our sort of insight and intake into the the pros and cons of searching for potentially fixes on on a, on a video um what i know jacko is as we talk i have in the past talked a lot about the algorithms this one i suspect is going to fall foul of the youtube algorithm we they should put it on youtube yeah in. video and put it on youtube they won't like that we'll get blacklisted right <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about why you might want to think about using a progressive and systematic approach to your training through the podcast. So rather than spell it out for you, we're going to let our conversation do the talking, which is obviously the same kind of thing. Um, and we'll talk to you at the end about where you can find our programs, which are obviously designed not to injure you. That sounds like it's a conceited way around of trying to sell you something, but it's not. We genuinely care. And let's get into the conversation because all of this potentially foggy area will magically become clear as we dive in a little bit deeper. So let's roll that jingle. Right, so Tim, I'm, I'm excited about this topic, but I do want to say just at the start, like there's loads of things I like on YouTube. I like watching on YouTube. Like I, like I like what I get like football highlights like immediately on YouTube these and those types of things. So there's lots of good things um, on YouTube. Um, one and uh, so I'm not saying we're not sort of st- pretending to sort of uh, and this isn't necessarily a bashing thing, but it's uh, yeah, it's we're gonna we're gonna delve into a bit of some things potentially to like look out for and also like just understanding our training and what we're searching for and why we're searching for them and where we're searching for them and that for you to just to try to help us be able to be better educated and make better decisions about what we're going to do with our training and our bodies effectively let me ask you a question jacko you are somebody who enjoys a youtube perusal Um, have you ever injured yourself using a youtube video because you have who's the guy that you really like it pygmy or somebody is it like oh yeah I tried to get him on the podcast. He's too big. He's he's huge now. He did all these like, learn this in five minutes. Yeah, I've seen a and few it, of them. And it's like, oh, you, yeah. So like, learn a backflip in five minutes. I'm like, right, okay. Um, 
no, I don't think I have injured myself doing anything. Like, I'm too scared to try and do something, really. I'm quite a scaredy cat, so I'm too scared to try and do something that might injure myself, um, mm. is, is the reality. Uh, <laughs> the other thing with YouTube is, just, just a very, very quick sentence, right? I don't log in. I've got, like, YouTube on my TV, like, as a... Th- mm. I don't sign into that, right? So it's not connected to me. But if I search something on my phone where I'm logged into YouTube, I'm getting, like, stuff on YouTube on my phone, on my TV, which isn't connected. Big brother. And I want to know what's going on there. You know what I mean? I'm not logged in. So it's not the same account. I am 100% of people in the group of people who thinks that Instagram is listening to me. The amount of times you have those conversations and all of a sudden you get an ad. But it's all linked. Let's not get stuck into the murky waters of social media algorithms and... Yes, different conversation. Um, right, I'm going to frame this up. Let's get into a little bit of the juice, Jacko. Um, yeah. I'm going to frame this up. As a strength and conditioning coach, I was once told if your athletes are not getting injured and they are getting better, you're doing a good job. And in that order. So our first <laughs> primary job as a strength and conditioning coach is don't let or, or do whatever we can do to mitigate um, potential injury risks or at least limit them. Now, athletes are always going to get injured. People in training are going to find themselves picking up niggles. It's just par for the course. We can't ever um, prevent all injuries, but we should be taking proactive steps to stop getting injured. Injury is a trauma within the human body which causes pain, inflammation, however serious it might go from there. That's not a good thing. So we want to try and stay injury free. So the, the main context within that is so if we're trying to reduce injury and improve performance how we go about doing that is by creating a systematic and progressive approach to training so we're going to look at what it is that we're trying to achieve we start to take into account all the other variables so what the sport the athlete does how many sessions a week they're doing um, when their competition periods are all this sort of stuff and then we write a training program based around that exercise selection, reps and sets, what work we need to do to proceed something else to get maximum benefit, all of this sort of stuff is super important. Now that is probably elite sport programming level, the complete opposite of going on YouTube and going, I've got shoulder pain, show me a video for the rotator cuff exercise. And my issue with this, and and I'll hand the baton over to you in a second, is that when you go searching for that kind of content, what you find is thousands, if not millions of methods. People are giving you one thing, which should be part of a much bigger context or perspective bird's eye view of how that how does that one exercise fit in so let's take something for example it could be a human flag progression well you might find that progression useful but if you don't have the underpinning stability mobility through the shoulder for a, for a human flag for example then that potentially is not the right exercise for you but unless you know that because you understand principles, you're going to get drawn away by methods. And this is a famous Rolf Waldo Emerson quote of, I'm going to probably sort of like not quite get the wording correct, but basically he says that there are millions of methods, but if you understand principles, then you can make your own methods. And that is at the core of what I think we need to think around training. Training and the human body is not as simple as many people want it to be. And it is not as simple as just picking 20 different exercises off YouTube and then cobbling them together. If we don't understand how those things are going to be connected and need to sort of inter- they're interrelated and interdependent when you write a program, everything should be feeding everything else. So it's much bigger 
And that's why potentially I think people find themselves falling foul of not necessarily YouTube might not even get injured in the short term. It might not be that you see this one video by your favorite YouTube star, you go and do it and you get injured. It could be that it's just this general approach of relying on methods in that format, which is then going to over time mean that your training lacks structure, lacks progression, lacks coherence in terms of how it all fits together. And it's that which causes you an injury. I've said my piece, I'm, but I might, have just, I might have gone all in. That might have been everything I've got for today. <laughs> and hit the showers. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I think I just wanted to, I just wanted to like, uh, just frame, just, just sort of frame from the start of going like, this is, this is a conversation that comes out of like caring about each other and caring about what we do. And like you say, you, you, you talked there about as a coach, like priority number one being like to ensure people don't get injured. Um, and in the context of YouTube, there are thousands, if not millions, however many people are out there that are that are creating content. Also, because because we care and we're we're trying to provide solutions and trying to to help people with those. And there are some, you know, there's some fantastic um, content out there. So it's not it's not a it's not something to say these things are wrong or they're or just trying to like bash or hate on. The whole of YouTube, if you know what I mean, it's it's understanding that it comes from a place of caring, and people are are doing these things because that because you know we we all care. And we're trying to help people with their training, and that goes that goes across the board. Um, there's just some issues that we that we potentially have when we're. Or there's like two things that I'm thinking about. One from a perspective of like when we get questions from people, so it might not be necessarily on YouTube, but it could be or it could be wherever where the question comes in. And it's like, um, let's just give an example. Like, I've got pain in the front of my shoulder, and you know, there are, you know, uh, there are a number of things that that could be. And depending on what they describe, you can have a you can have a guess at like something that it might be, and, and some things that might be able to help. Um, and you want to help, but at the same time, want to frame it for the person to understand that like, I'm not a physio. I haven't also seeing you in person i i really would like you i really think the best thing to do is like to go and see somebody um and 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 get an, get assessed properly but at the same time there's probably some stuff that i can um i can suggest that are not going to cause any problems and may help but don't want to give you the wrong impression that there's that there's this like magic thing that you can just try that's going to fix it because when we get stuck in that mindset, and I've been there, I can say this because I've been there myself before with lots of things where you're looking for a fix. There's a lot of things that suggest that like something can be fixed really quickly. Just do this one thing and, and that, that will sort that out, whatever. And, you know, that might not even be on YouTube. That's just, just general marketing, isn't it? Like, But that puts us in the wrong mindset to be searching for that magic bullet. We talked about magic bullets a lot before and, and what you were saying there too about like how it needs to fit into like this sort of, this rounded approach to the program and equally this this rounded approach to the, the human body being all interconnected. Like the way you think about the the thing that you're trying to work on, whether it's an injury or whether it's a, a performance gain you're looking for, but like you're looking for like a fix and a solution that will affect like your mindset, which will affect your body. Um, and And it's all all of this is so interconnected that I just think that when we, when we search for that one thing, it puts us in a mindset and also understand that that one thing is just completely uh, ignoring 
like the individualization of of all of us that that one solution it might be a great solution for x number of people but it might not be related to the problem you've actually got um so there's 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 a fine balance between like trying stuff out and under and going yeah okay the, like is there any harm in this that the other is there any harm in me trying a few exercises to learn a backflip in my back garden in five minutes well potentially it could be it could be quite dangerous um and 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 i think that that's where like for this conversation to go in a place where how do we how do we how do we encourage people and how do we help uh, all of us to to understand that process a little bit better so we can we can sort of channel our energies and the things that we are looking at and searching for to be um more likely to send us in a path towards sort of positivity and improvement with our with our training and our bodies rather than sort of getting stuck in a circle of just going around trying loads of random fixes all that never seem to actually work uh, can i give you an analogy yeah go on so imagine if we take a subject in books right say we've got like 20 different lead- books on leadership and we went and read one chapter or half a chapter from each of those different books and then try to go like do i understand what this particular person's approach is or do i understand this subject a little bit broader now like you're going to get snippets of lots of different people's ideas and we know that something like leadership is quite multifaceted yes there's going to be some common core like threads that run through it which a lot of people would agree on but there'll also be a lot of individual takes on that and interpretations. so if we only ever sort of just allow ourselves to take snippets from lots of different people of course there is benefit of that but we only need to understand what the main central principles are which which string it all together. And yeah. and that's the, the kind of the, the key takeaway for me around this is I'm 100% open to looking on Instagram or whatever platform it might be, seeing a coach do some exercises and go, I'm going to use that. But the difference is I take a scientist's mindset to it. So you critically evaluate it. Do I think that's a good exercise or not? If I do then how do I see that fitting into what I currently want to achieve with an athlete or a, a person or, or whatever it might be? How, do I, how is that going to fit into my schematic that I'm using in terms of progressing um, athletic performance, fitness, strength, training um, goals, whatever it might be? If I don't think it's a good exercise, why don't I think it's a good exercise? Like we have to analyze that. But it's like you could, you could go onto YouTube if you don't take that mindset and you don't understand, well, what makes a good exercise and how is that potentially going to be or what are the criteria upon which I'm going to try and determine that, then everything can look like a good exercise. Yeah. And that's when people are going to program hop all the time. And Jack and I have spoken about, about this before, but hopping around programs is going to lead you to a whole lot of nothing because you're constantly looking for this magic bullet of something else. The reality is sticking and consistently performing what could be not the greatest exercise training program in the world will give you more results than what you do if you're just kind of sporadically firing around loads of different stuff because you never each person who puts something out there like if you, if you take our content and we're not trying to bag on everybody else on youtube we've done the same thing you go and see a video telling from from us telling you exercise technique and all sorts of stuff and their methods but if you go and invest in understanding somebody's, anybody's, not necessarily just ours, but understand anybody's rationale, their principle, their philosophies, then you start to kind of go, okay, I can see how this fits in together. And then when you go and see a different coach providing a different type of exercise or a different progression, you can, that's really useful because I understand the principles that I need to go through. And, and this is just, this is like double, double fold because it's sort of, it governs not only um, a philosophy around exercise selection prescription and, and how we sequence these things together but it also comes down to an understanding of well, what does the body need how am i going to understand what what stress i need to apply in what positions in what 
in what context or environment or task specific do I need to apply to the body to get the adaptation that I need to therefore achieve the goal that I'm looking for. And this is where sometimes we probably, like people, let's be honest, we'll, we'll look at our content and particularly in the, in the platforms and go, do you know what, it's like there's a lot there. But we always set out from the start to go, we want you to understand the principles and educate you as to why you're doing what you're doing. Because we, when Jack and I first like, started talking about the School of Calisthenics, what we didn't want to do is go, here's a 12-week program. And then for you to finish the program in 12 weeks and go, what should I do on week 13? Because you then become addicted yeah. to this process of going, I need you to spoon feed me, otherwise I don't know what to do. Whereas if you finish a course or a program, however long that might be, and you come to the side of it and go, do you know what? I actually now understand this, this area of mobility, or I understand about how to create movement patterns within myself or how to teach myself a new movement pattern for skill acquisition or I understand that to do strength work I've really got to go and do this block of these kind of exercises with this kind of intensity and this is why the rest period needs to be like that to give myself the best opportunity then you come out with knowledge and that is cliche but it's power mm. in terms of you being able to write your own program for week 13 yeah. or down the line of going do you know what I've got a program which I'm using from a coach but this little bit, because it's not individualized for me, it's not an individually written program. I'm using something which is out there for the masses. That could even be something like a CrossFit workout or whatever it might be. But I know my body, I know training, I know exercise selection to a level where I can then go, that's not right for where I'm at right now. I'm going to tweak it. Yeah. But it's when we blindly go along without being able to criticize or critique, I should say, um, with that scientist mindset, something that Adam Grant talks about in Think Again extensively about being a scientist and how we appraise everything to make sure that we are not just falling into a trap of going with it because that's what we've always done. Mm. I've, uh, I've got two things. I've got two things for you, Timbo. Um, well, and people that one of them is a bit of a, a question slash challenge for, for people out there. If, because one thing I know that some people will be in a position where it's like, oh, well, I don't, I, I'm not that scientifically minded. I, I don't really want to do all that sort of stuff. I, I'd really like to just, someone just to tell me what to do. And in that scenario, that's actually a great piece of self-awareness going, that, that's, that's where I'm at. So, but the solution for that then is work with a coach, work with an individual that is going to be able to tailor and do that work for you. And yeah, we've got some great coaches, part of our team that, that you can do that with, but it's not about that. It's like any like whoever whoever you want to coach. Like it doesn't have to be one of our coaches. Not about that, but just to if that is you when you answer that question, or that's how that's the narrative for you when you understand yourself like that. Then it sounds like you need a coach. So then seek seek the right person out for that. Um, the other the other point is to go um, because not everyone does. You know, there'll be people watching. Oh, I'm, that's not me. Like I'm not scientifically minded, and I don't want to go. So there there is there there obviously is those options. Um, when you were talking about going through YouTube and like being able to do, do, do some of this critical evaluation, I was thinking, well, <laughs> do you know where I've been sometimes when I'm on YouTube and and people listening now, you have to don't lie to me and don't lie to yourself when you answer some of these questions I'm going to propose. Uh, is is the reason you watch the video potentially because it's like, crikey, look at the size of that guy's arms in that thumbnail. I'll click on that <laughs> or whatever whatever the thing may be. So yeah. you click on it and then you're like, is that a good exercise? You're like, crikey, I've never seen that exercise before. That's something I don't, that, that's something I've not seen before. I've got to try that because I've not seen it before. And then we start to, uh, so people, I'm sure, like we've, I'm sure people have been there. Um, or, or is it like, it's just funny, so I'm going to watch it. But um, the, the, 
the thing that I keep coming back to, we oh, I can't remember the guy. Um, the it was I think it was the last UKCA conference we went to. It was like quite I can't I won't remember the guy's name, but it was like a well established, been in the S and C game for a very long time, and his the title of his of his talk was like do the basics, then do the basics, then keep doing the basics, and then keep doing the basics, and just keep doing the basics again, 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 <laughs> and like the idea of doing the basics better and just better and better and better rather than trying to find. Oh, there, there must be the reason I can't do a, a handstand or a plancha or whatever it is that you're trying to learn. The reason I can't do that thing is is because I haven't found the like secret exercise that no one's telling me about. And we that's get that. that's a narrative yeah. in our heads, right? We um, get that at workshops all the time, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the most annoying answer that that people find that they get from Tim when he goes. It's because you're not strong enough at that basic exercise. And, I there's, there's and I'm, in that, I'm in that. I'm in that. I'm in that. My favourite part when someone says that to me goes, "What do I need to do to get this thing?" And I, and, I, and I look at them and go, "You need to go and do three months of strength work." And they 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 take it on board and they, and they 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 pull this face and they go, "Yeah, so which exercise? Is there must be an exercise I can do?" I go, "Yeah, no, there is. There's there's it's the strength exercise." And they, and it's like I they desperately don't want to believe. That, um, that that's what they've got to do. There must be something they can do because it's, it's partly that's an ego thing as well at the same time. But yeah. <clears throat> I think you're right. And you make a really good point about YouTube. But YouTube it's not a level playing field. YouTube, but YouTube feeds that narrative. Yeah. 100%. YouTube because it's also the algorithm of which videos are going to get shown to you. Like this, We've talked again about this before and so much of the content that we, the, the, the right kind of content and the right kind of messaging that would come out of uh, exercise science or sport science type conversations which let's exercise science is like okay jacko says we might not all be scientists but exercise science is how we train the human body like whether you see it as science or not that's it is that's what we do so all the protocols and that sort of stuff all the principles that i talked about before has come out of research-based um investigations so oftentimes you'll have heard us say it all the time when someone goes what exercise should i do or what do i need to do for this and we go well it depends but that's vanilla content, right? No one was that interested in, in it depends and these are the reasons why. And actually, you need to go away and think about this a bit yourself. What flies on social media and on YouTube is people going, here's this amazing exercise that you're going to do five minutes to this or 10 best core exercises. Like it's, that is like we talked, we, we made a joke about clickbait at the start, but like we are massively influenced and manipulated by these algorithms. And YouTube, again, to make, make a point, goes, right, you might find one of our videos and you watch it and go, okay, that's an interesting video. But then what does YouTube do? It probably won't show you, here's more videos from the School of Calisthenics. It'd be like, here's some more videos by somebody else who's in our algorithm, who's also teaching calisthenics or whatever it might be. So now you're getting bounced off to somebody else who's coming at it from a different angle, with a different philosophy. And it becomes quite difficult, unless you're intentional about it, to stitch it all together. And I'm not saying you can't do it. And I'm, I'm not saying that there is not value in using these tools and systems to get ideas. But what we really want to encourage people to do is you've got to take the effort or make the effort to take some time to understand the just the basic governing principles that enable you to safely and effectively make progression because it, it comes back to the main title of what we, we, type, we, we call this podcast about jumping around from program to program, trying lots of different things, looking for that magic bullet. Like if you are not careful, you are going to start to wear your system down because it's it, – we, we periodize and progress training programs for a reason. If we either you're following something which is written for from, from, our, from our virtual classroom perspective, our online training programs, then it's built through from module one to module five and they progressively load on top of each other. We do that for athletes, so we, 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 we understand those principles. If you're working one-to-one -one with a personal trainer or a coach, they'll do the same thing. Where are you now? Where do I need to get you to? 
The problem with YouTube is you can jump in at module five having not done module two and start going trying this really hard stuff. And you might not get injured if you're super robust. But what Jack and I know from experience, from teaching people in workshops and then also from our own training, is if you go ahead and you jump past module one, two, three, and you think, well, I'm flipping strong. I've been training for years. I'm going to go and start module five of the human flag or the frog stand to handstand um, training program. You can go and plug away there for a good couple of months until you realize, you know what? I'm actually not strong enough. I need to go back and do module one, module two, because that's the foundation work that I need. Like that was your handstand journey, right, Jacko? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's a, a good. I'm a great example of like that that ego thing of you just like, I feel like I should be able to do that, and then you don't, then don't do the, you don't do the the simple stuff. I think the there's a little bit of a a life lesson in all of it of going like, you know what what's that uh, C.S. Lewis quote that that Seth always Coach Seth always uses like the the longest way round is the shortest way home. To actually, yeah. like invest invest some time and time is precious right but when you invest something that's precious you get more return so you invest some precious some some time that's precious to you in understanding in educating yourself in making good decisions about what how you are gonna how you are gonna train how you're gonna learn to do some of these things that you're trying to do whatever it is that you're trying to do um even if even if you're going to work just one-on-one with a coach and let a coach take a lot of that 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 detail and, and take care of a lot of that um, decision making, but you need you still need to have invested in understanding, so that you know whether that coach that you're working with is actually serving you credit is actually like giving providing you a good um, a good service because otherwise you don't even know whether that's a that's a good thing. So I think that there's there's a there's a nice life life lesson in this as well around investing in something that yeah it it is it is of great value our time. But you will get return for that, um, and you won't re- you won't regret understanding. If you like training, you're not going to regret understanding training a bit better, and understand and then and then understanding your body a bit better, and the relationship between those two things. That is going to serve you well for however long you're going to carry on exercising for, which will hopefully be our whole lives. <laughs> I've used this analogy before, Jack. It's been a while since we've rolled it out, so either. But I've new listeners have not heard it today. Well, it's like being a chef, isn't it? I have used this one before. Of going when you chef, when you when you go from being a cook <laughs> to a chef, you start to understand a little bit more about what ingredients you can get away with. So to begin with, you might follow a recipe and you have a decent crack at getting it, and even that requires a little bit of refinement. But when you are a little bit more skilled in the kitchen and you start to understand preparation of food, flavors, you can be a little bit more creative. You don't need necessarily recipe because you understand the principles that cumin and coriander go together. But like it's there are many things which don't fit together and you wouldn't put them in the same dish. And that's like the same thing around with, with, with your training. We can well, start to go on. You say that recently, right? I've put egg in my porridge. OK, so it's good to experiment. And it's absolutely it's it is a game. It's a it's a it's a blinder. It's a winner. So this is like there's a, there's a coach that, that and Stu McMillan, um, based over Altus in the in the states. I've heard him say this before. Whether it's an original quote, I don't know. But eighty percent of the program that he would do is like we know this is the stuff that we know that works. Twenty percent every year is for experimentation to see what we can test and move forwards with, and that's a pretty good way of, of doing doing a progressive approach to training program. But you need to understand what that eighty percent is. So before we like, well, um, I've, I don't I've you, got a quote for go you, on. Tim. Actually, similar to that, it's. Um, it's from, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name now. 
Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Isn't that from Anchorman? Ron, Ron about, Burgundy, yeah, yeah, Anchorman. Is, yeah. about hey, the Sex ev- Panther. That is everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna like. I wanna. We we. I think this can be a short one today, mm. Jacko, because I think we're gonna end. We've made our point. Let's not labour it. Yeah. Um, and what I don't want this to do, as we said at the start, to become a conceited. Um, uh, the half an hour of you thinking that we're trying to sell you our programs because we think they're better than everybody else's. It's not about that. Well, as to, to Jacko's point, we genuinely care about people's progression. We care about people's longevity. We want them people to have a go at challenging movements, which are fun and enjoyable. But we want people to do it safely because we know that in calisthenics, the risk of picking up an injury mm. can be quite high depending on what your training background is like. And if you go and give yourself a dose of golfer's elbow, you're six months, if not longer, potentially, unless you just go and do absolutely nothing and rehab it properly, which 90% of the people that we've come across with golfer's elbow aren't doing. They are continuing to train and try and working around it. It's just going to hinder your, your long-term progress and progression. So we are, we're putting this out there for those reasons. We're putting it out there because we want to tell you that we have taken this scientific approach you don't need to be a scientist in terms of to to, to to get on board with our training programs, but do come in there with the appetite to be educated because we are going to tell you why you're doing self-myofascial release for your shoulder. We're going to tell you when you should be doing that. We're going to mm-hmm. tell you why five reps is better than 12 reps for building maximal strength. We're going to talk to you about the importance of keeping a training diary and how that's going to be able to enable you to create this progressive overload in your training. These are things which is like absolute power for you moving forwards with your training, not just for the time period that you, you're engaged with us in calisthenics but if you go on to do crossfit or powerlifting or bodybuilding or marathon running like these are exercise science principles that you can use for whatever it is that you do and as jacko says we want people to enjoy training activity and movement for as long as they can whilst they're on the earth and 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 we think that these are important things that people invest time in understanding and that's why our content and our programs are structured as they are uh, because we believe a core of our philosophy that you should understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And we appreciate that takes a bit of work sometimes, but if you want to get good at anything, become a student of it and you're going to reap the benefits. And uh, my, so my left field, my curveball, my countercultural statement to finish the, finish the podcast from my perspective is I don't want them, Tim, to go over and try out our, our, our online programs on the seven day free trial. I don't want to do it. But counterculturally, what I want you to do is go over and subscribe to our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> because it, our YouTube will be, we'll look after you. Don't you worry about that. Um, yeah. But it's still random though. Depending on what order of videos you click on, you're still going to get a random experience. You're <laughs> yeah, far yeah, better yeah, coming yeah. over and looking at the training programs, which are methodically put together. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's sure. my little boy's like that. He's like, I said, Jack, what do you want for, for pudding? Mm, I don't want ice cream. <laughs> which is him telling me that he actually wants ice cream. <laughs> so you reminded me of him there. He, he's playing, yeah, he's playing... Um, it's the reverse psychology. Yeah, reverse psychology, yeah. yeah. Good, let's leave it there. Yeah, perfect. Um, so you can find, if you want to come and check out what we've got in store, guys, if this is kind of just giving now, you a YouTube, little bit of go, go and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, you can do that, or you can go to classroom.schoolofcalisthenics.com <laughs> and you can get a seven-day trial Come and have a little bit of a browse around, see the trading programs. This is 100%, guys, not a sales pitch. If you go and choose to use somebody else's stuff, and we are more than happy with that, just get out there, enjoy your training, yeah. do it safely, progressively, smash your gains all over the park, and, and come back and tell us when you give us a five-star review. You know what? The boys talk a lot of sense. Not always easy, but they talk a lot of sense. At least they say it how they believe, and it comes from their heart because they care. That's what you can write in a review. Just go and put that in your own words. Is that you, kid? Yeah, you, you could write a review for Have you ever written a review for us? 
For us, I, I'm going to do it now, actually. <laughs> Two stars. One? <laughs> <laughs> one each. <laughs> right, so until next time, keep exploring your physical potential through movement, strength and play. Class dismissed. <laughs>